If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. I just Christmas gave evening. you a real version. But of I want to. I want Christmas real... time. It's a Fireside Friday song. I don't know what you're talking about. I, but I, I made I want, that I melody the, and rhythm up no, in my I get head. That, but I want the extended version when we get to Christmas. I don't time. know what you mean by that. It's not like it's a Christmas song or anything. I came up with that entire thing on my own just now. I love Fireside Friday. We warm our bones by this fireplace, although it's still kind of warm outside, so it gets a little hot in here in the early portion it's of the season. Down, We're like in September. Football weather is here. I am excited for the slate of games we have on Sunday. Boy, does it have a lot to live up to, though. Yes. Because week one was absolute insanity around the NFL. I think there's potential for just as much insanity this week in the NFL as well. Have some big time matchups to get into and in two Monday night football games as well. So did, did you ever find out why it was two games on the second I week and only one game on the first? I did not. Mm. I don't know if it's is just like uh I don't know. And it's weird that they're not like they're 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 up against each other. Like Titans Bills starts at seven fifteen. And then right around halftime of that game, Vikings and Eagles kicks off at 8.30, where it's usually like a 7 o'clock kick and then a 10 o'clock kick. 10 o'clock kick. kick. It's yeah. like a West Coast team. Yes. That's so, weird. I, I don't know what the deal is, why they're doing it. Maybe watching Monday Night Countdown on Monday, they'll explain, we'll explain to you what's it, happening. Yeah. But I mean, I'm never going to be upset with more football on a Monday or a Thursday. But it, it is kind of annoying that you can't just go game, watch the whole game, and then get into the second game and watch that whole game. Let's take a look at the rest of our brethren in the AFC North to start out this Fireside Friday. The Cleveland Brownies are playing the Jets at home. Is that your toilet bowl? No, it's not my puke bowl game of the week. Puke bowl? Okay. This is a big game for the Browns. If they win and get off to a 2-0 start without Deshaun Watson, Mm -hmm. and then they have the Steelers at home on a short week the next week, and then after the Steelers game, Jacob, they play at Atlanta— like these first four games are they could be four are winnable for yeah. Jacoby Brissett. So if they get off to a good start, get to a two and zero start, which I think they will, they're going to put themselves in a really decent position to stay afloat until Deshaun can come back after his suspension. How effective he'll be upon his return that remains to be seen, obviously. But I bet he's pretty damn effective pretty quickly. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So 
But I think he, the Browns he, beat, he hasn't played a game in, in almost, almost two, years. two years. I think the Browns beat the Jets at home. I think you know their defense yes, is dominating and their running game is dominating enough to get by Joe Flacco and the Jets. I don't think Joe Flacco and the Jets will put up many points offensively. So honestly, if the Browns can get to like twenty points, I think they'll be able to hold on and get out of the stadium with a two and zero record before the Steelers come to town. They ran the ball a bleep ton against the Carolina Panthers. I mean, they really fed, for good reason. They fed Nick Chubb a lot. Mm-hmm. Something that he got away from Stefanski a lot last year. Uh, relied on Baker a little too much. Didn't kiss. He didn't keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. And now he has to because of Jacoby Brissett. Like there is no temptation with Jacoby Brissett, like there probably even was with Baker. To pass the ball, be a modern offense, abandon the run, get creative with your 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 scheme. Now, you have to run the ball, and look at how effective it was. I mean, mm-hmm. Nick Chubb was running all over the Panthers, who I believe is a better defense than the New York Jets. Yes. It could be a very big game for Chubb again on Sunday. And again, I, I just think the Browns are going to put themselves in a pretty decent position here. Uh, with Deshaun Watson's return. Like, if they can get four or five wins under their belt until he comes back, whew, they're definitely going to be still in the heart of the wild card race and maybe even the division race when their quarterback one uh, returns. His first game that he returns for is against Houston, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so funny. It's funny, but it's still comical that it's also comical that the the NFL is allowing this guy to play. I mean, yes. So they beat the Panthers. They can beat the Jets. They, can they beat could the, beat the Steelers. They can beat the Falcons. They can beat the Steelers. They can beat the Patriots at home. For at sure. home, yeah. That's like four or five right there. So they go into uh, – it just gets really tough. So they lose against – they'll lose against the Bucks, the Bills, the Dolphins on the road? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll lose to the Dolphins on the road. Uh, the Bengals at home? Yeah, they'll lose to the Bengals. The Ravens on the road? Yes. Uh, the Chargers in Cleveland? They better stack their four or five wins yeah. before that Ravens game on October 23rd because I have a feeling they're going to lose out those five games leading into that Texans game when Deshaun returns because it's Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Bucks, And a six against the Chargers. That, that one's comes, a loss, that comes, they're, yeah. they're not going to that, comes, that, that comes before that, that stretch. It goes Chargers, then Patriots, and then the, the Ravens stretch. So... They they would lose six and then win four. I would so argue floating around five hundred. I would argue that their big swing game was week one against the Panthers. Like that was the one where you looked at like maybe they win, maybe they lose because I think they're going to beat the Jets, the Falcons, and the Patriots. I really do. And maybe the and as much as the Steelers Browns game is a Steelers swing game for them without T J Watt, it's just as much of one for the Browns without Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. So. And if they beat the Steelers, they're 5-5. Five and five. Then then I, I might pick them to make the playoffs at that point. Yeah. If they're 5-5 five and five when he comes back. We shall see, though, how they continue to roll along without Deshaun and with Jacoby Brissett in the fold. The Baltimore Ravens host the Miami Dolphins, one of the better games in the 1 o'clock window, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm interested in this game to see just how for real the Dolphins are. If the Dolphins' defense comes out and plays well like it did against the New England Patriots and the offense with Tua is efficient, 23 for 33, 270 yards and a touchdown, Tyreek Hill utilized a ton, eight catches for 94 yards, I I think the Dolphins will definitely firmly put uh, their name in my head as far as a playoff team is concerned. On the road, though, against Baltimore Baltimore, is a really tough environment. But remember, the Dolphins were kind of the team last year with Brian Flores, of course, at the helm. 
that really exposed the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson by sending a lot of those zero blitzes mm-hmm. his way. That was the Thursday night game, I believe. Teams were yeah. terrified to blitz Lamar Jackson up until that point because they'd think, oh my God, if he makes these guys miss, he's there's so much open grass for him to run, he's going to score a touchdown every time. Well, Brian Flores didn't live in his fears, to steer, no. steal his new head coach's phrase, mm-hmm. and he sent a lot of blitzes Lamar's ways, and it just absolutely baffled him. He could not handle it, and now you're seeing more and more teams do that and, and realize that, hey, he might not be the best against the blitz. He might not be able to handle the blitz coming his way. So I expect to see a lot of blitzing from the Dolphins in this game. It'll be interesting to see how the Ravens uh, react to that and try to counteract that. I do think the Ravens probably get a win here, game being at home, and Lamar really starting to get his feet under him. But I think it's going to be close, and I think it's going to be one of those games where the Dolphins prove a lot to you, even in a loss. Yeah, I... I, I kind of like how Texas in college football proved a lot to you losing now. Losing now. I mean, first of all, they should have won that they game. They should have won that Texas game. Texas should have. But they got ranked after losing. Like yeah, that, which is... so And so, if Miami goes in and makes it competitive, people will respect They'll say Miami. the Dolphins are a wild-card team. Or, or it could be, legit, yeah. legit, legit contender. Like, yeah. all the question marks of Tua, is he good enough to help this star-studded roster now? Like, it's a good it's a good test, really, because it's Tua going up against what Tua wants to be in Lamar Jackson. Right? To a degree. I don't think he's going to be the runner that Lamar Jackson is. But he's a mobile quarterback. Very mobile quarterback, yes. But... And he can still throw the ball down the field, and now that he has Tyreek Hill as his weapon alongside Jalen Waddell, like, He's a, he he's got has, such good receivers. He has much better. And Gesicki too. He's got much better options than Ty, uh, than Lamar, Lamar does yes. as a whole. Like right now, they're the leading rusher in Baltimore is Kenyon Drake. Drake? You ever seen that Breakfast Club clip with Soldier Boy? Drake? I don't know. Oh, Jacob, I know, you're I know, short. I know. You love the Drake though. Ja- Drake? You love the Drake though. I love the Drake. Love the Drake. Love the Drake. So, I agree with you. But I also would be encouraged if I was a Ravens fan to see Duvernay get a nice touchdown pass last week. Bateman yeah. get a deep touchdown yeah, pass last did. week. You need wide receivers to get themselves on the map if you're the Ravens. But I, I think would... Bateman's the candidate because he's young still. Yeah. A rookie last year that was hurt a lot last uh, year. Up. Kind of a rookie season by default this year for him. Fully healthy Lamar Jackson now working with him. That's the guy I circle and say he's got the potential to not be a world beater, but a, a wide receiver one for them. Plus, they they got rid of their number one receiver. Yeah, option that still really Brown. bothers me. Why and you bother Hollywood? Bother Brown. Lamar Jackson too. Yeah, I don't see any reason why. Like Hollywood Brown was absolutely a one trick pony, but at least he had a trick. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if any of these. Maybe Bateman does have a trick but I, I think we know who Devin Duvernay is you know I, I don't think we're we're really worried about anybody on that receiving core like you would have been with Hollywood Brown like kind of makes you at question, least with Hollywood Brown you would worry that he'd hit you deep every once in a while kind of makes you question why they would decide to let go of uh Miles Boykin as well <clears throat> is that someone you think they would like to have back now with Marquise Brown gone <sighs> I mean I, I don't know I feel like Miles Boykin is so frank. Like he wouldn't have even made the Steelers roster probably if if uh, Anthony Miller didn't get if hurt. Anthony Miller didn't and get Calvin Austin and Calvin Austin exactly and, and his spe- and let's not kid ourselves the special team factor is what brought Miles Boykin aboard and not his ability at receiver but still that's someone that they could have had it's a body I guess yeah. like just to try to get lucky with but I I 
like I said, I think the Ravens win this game, but yeah, the, the I, Dolphins I keep it close and, and prove to the world that they're a respectable team. That's what I was trying to my original point was, I think if Tua can kind of show flashes of Lamar mobility, stretching the ball down the field, that'll, pe- that'll get people to kind of get off his back a little bit, saying, okay, maybe you have a Lamar Jackson light or a Jalen Hurts light here in Tua. Yes, and... I like what I saw from Tua in week one. 23 for 33 is very efficient. He didn't turn the ball over once, and he got yardage, 270 yards through the air. So one for one as far as Tua is concerned with the new head coach, Mike McDaniel. The thing is is that this is the much bigger test. You go up and you blank New England. In a weird way, yes and no. Like Going into the New England game, they were like, wow, huge test off the bat, and they pass it, but now we're changing the tone. And we're saying, ah, New England sucks. saw how bad New England was. Yeah, so it's like, ah, New England sucks. We still don't know about the Dolphins. And Tua owns New England, so, I mean, how are you you really going to know? You pointed out he's 4-0 against the Patriots in his career, which I never would have guessed. Any quarterback would start off their career 4-0 against the Pats. This next game is the, gee, I'm so glad that one of the starting quarterbacks is hurt because it ruined what would have been a great game, game of the week. I know that's a mouthful. Is I don't this, think I can uh, repeat it again. Bengals Cowboys. Yeah, you pointed this out to me earlier. Could this have week been game also, of the yeah. week. Four twenty-five window. America's game. Jim Nance, uh, Tony Romo on the call. They still will be, I'm sure. But it's Cooper Rush versus Joe Burrow now instead of mm-hmm. Dak Prescott versus. This could have been. This could have been a combined one thousand yard passing game. A combined 60 points. Well, maybe uh, not total. just because, oh, are they dreadful at wide receiver in Dallas with the injuries yeah, that they have true. played? And, uh, no Michael Gallup. Uh, James Washington, who they acquired in the offseason, got hurt immediately pretty much when he stepped onto the training camp field for them. It's C.D. Lamb and a bunch of Joes out there. And Dalton Schultz, but still, yeah, I get your okay, point. Okay, yeah, Dalton Schultz is a good And, and Zeke, Zeke is a good option as, as a dump-off guy too. But, yeah, this really, we were robbed of... A great ma- a great quarterback matchup, especially considering it's NFC versus AFC. So we're gonna have to wait some time until we see Joe Burrow and Dak Prescott go head to head again. I mean, probably since Cowboys are definitely not making the Super Bowl anytime soon. I can say that another four years. Yeah, right. Bengals are seven point favorites on the road in this game. I mean, that just shows you how little faith they have in Rush, the Cowboys' well, offense. Well, we saw how ineffective the Dallas offense was last week, even with Dak out there. That's the thing. Like people say, like, ah, oh, Dak got hurt. Dak got hurt. Dak got hurt. They were getting crushed by Dan- like even if Dak finished that game healthy, he ain't he ain't pulling off a comeback in that game. No, they it, were it, pathetic all the way around. I think they had six points with him in the game. Yeah, they were not doing much on offense whatsoever, and now they're going to be doing even less. I think that even if Dak was healthy, I would have picked the Bengals to win this game and get right on the road, uh, just because. I- all the other injuries that are plaguing the Dallas Cowboys on def- on the offensive side of the ball, like Dak and CD and Dalton Schultz probably just wouldn't be enough with Pollard and Zeke. Uh-huh. I feel even more confident that the Bengals are going to go in there and comfortably win now. I-, I think that the Bengals' defense will keep it low scoring if they need to, if the offense is struggling a bit like it did against the Steelers. But I think the offense is going to hit its stride in this game. Um, I wonder what T. Higgins' up status is, is after the concussion. Yeah, he's still in that protocol. You never know. They can survive without him, though, clearly. Jamar Chase, 10 catches, 129 yards. Yeah, and especially against Dallas. I I expect Cincinnati to get right. This is a get-right game for them. 
not only just to be one and one, but maybe put up like thirty five points. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Burrow goes crazy. Mixon goes crazy. Burrow kind of went crazy against the Steelers. That's what's crazy. Like four interceptions is absurd. He's not going to do that much. But like three hundred thirty eight yards and two touchdowns is a lot. Two tutties is a lot (laughs) for him. I mean, and, and let's let's be real. Let's be real, real. He led the comeback. Like yeah. they, oh, he, absolutely. He won the game for the Bengals. He, the he, damn long snapper was the reason why he got robbed of a fourth-quarter right. comeback game-winning drive in week one of the 2022 season. Well, also, was it the boneheaded move by uh, Zach Taylor not Zach to challenge not the, first to challenge the ir- initial touchdown? Joe Burrow's yes. team is just letting him down left and right. The guy's which throwing is, four interceptions. Which is kind of what we predicted when, they, when the Bengals drafted him. Well, right? that, Didn't I, we say that? Yes, and I said this to Williamson last night on Countdown to Kickoff. If the Bengals go like nine and eight this year and just miss the playoffs, you got to fire Zach Taylor. Yes, it's you're not gonna you're not gonna release Joe Burrow. Well, that, and that's what Matt was saying. He was like, they don't need a you know rah rah like player inspirational coach because that's Joe. Like Joe yeah, is the Joe guy. Will do that. The guy that the players rally around is Joe. So you just need a a kind of like a CEO type, like I Andy would say, Reed like a Todd Bowles. Yeah, like someone just you know who knows what they're doing. Knows to challenge a play like that, have some experience, and, and and really just hand the keys off to Joe as far as 100%, the leadership is concerned. One hundred percent, Zach Taylor. If they is don't a, make the playoffs this year, I bet he gets fired. No, I, you I, should at least fire him. One hundred percent, Zach Taylor is a product of Joe Burrow. Yes, and Matt counterpointed me and said, "Well, the Bengals aren't really an organization that does that." I mean, we know how right long they, they they stuck around with Marvin Lewis so for long. five extra years and, and they needed to right so they're not necessarily going to make a coaching move like that but he agreed with me that if they don't make they absolutely have to you you can't waste Joe Burrow long a with year an of his adi- with an inadequate head coach mm-hmm. especially when he's on his rookie deal still I mean that clock is ticking fast he's gonna need a mega oh, deal he's gonna be, get a mega deal he's soon he's gonna get it yeah right. I mean I think Josh Allen right now or Patrick Mahomes one of those two guys is the highest paid quarterback ever or maybe it's Aaron Rodgers as soon as Burrow's co- it's Rogers. contract. Rogers took over. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. As soon as Burrow's rookie contract expires, he's going to be the number one. Yeah, 100%. yeah, he's, he's next up for sure. If you're Cincinnati, you cannot afford to lose Joe Burrow. You absolutely, unless Joe hates it there and says, "I recognize this team is killing me and this team is not for me and I, I'm, I refuse to play for them any longer." Then that's the only way that you lose him. But if he's saying, "Yeah, I want to come back," pay him whatever he wants. Whatever if you're he wants. Pay the man his money. <laughs> I think the Bengals won this game, though. I, I don't really. Have, yes. Which would mean that in our minds, because we think the Steelers are going to win, the AFC North is going to sweep this week. Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers, all wins. Yeah, but it'll only be the Bengals as last the odd place. Team out. Yes. Yep. Because the Ravens, the Steelers, and Browns all won last week. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. All right, puke bowl of the week. Let me hear it. There's a couple options here. Okay. I'm not going Commanders and Lions, although I want to. I'm not going Jags and Colts, although I think you can always go to the AFC South for the puke bowl. I'm going Panthers and Giants. I figured that's where you were going. And I know the Giants won last week against the Titans, 1-0 start for the team. 
Giants aren't that good of a football team. That was more on the Titans laying an egg than it was the Giants winning a football game. And the the Panthers, I mean, they did an okay job against Baker, or against Baker, with Baker against the Browns. Christian McCaffrey barely touched the ball in that game, though. And Baker Mayfield threw 16 for 27 for 235 yards and a touchdown. He turned the ball over, though. He had a rushing touchdown as well. I, I don't know. I... Do you like? The, I'm, I'm going to put this out there. You There's, like the Giants to win this game, don't you? They're favored by two points. No, I like the Panthers to win this. Really? Game. Yeah. It's the Puke Bowl. I Saquon it's not, though. It's not as pukey as last week's Puke Bowl with no. the Commanders and the Jaguars. No. But you're right. Panthers Giants, I think, is where I land on my Puke Bowl. Yeah, I think that's the. I I would have also said possibly the Browns and the Jets. I, see, I just think that the Browns are so interesting without Deshaun. Like, just the fact that you see how many wins they can stack with Jacoby Brissett yeah, makes right. them not pukey in general. I get that. And they have a good team anyway around them. Like, sure, but it did take a missed field goal yes. as the clock expired then, by Carolina yes. for them to win that game last oh, yes. week. Oh, yes, it did. So you're you're saying the team that they almost lost to last week is more pukey than they are? Uh, I damn. I am You are. That. Are to me, though, it, it comes out of the Jets being the worst team out of all four of these. The Browns, the Jets, the Giants, and the uh, uh, Panthers. Yes. I think the Giants are the worst team. Out oh, of I said the Jets. Oh, the Jets, the Jets. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry. The other New York team. There, there, uh, to me, I think there's, and you could also, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later, the Colts and Jags. I hope the Colts and Jags tie. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the Colts tie. No, I, I hope too. the Jags win that game. Get the first place in the division. I hope, I hope the, the Colts lose another game in Jacksonville where they never, ever, ever win. And Frank Reich needs to be fired if they lose that game. Do you agree? Wow. Already? Do you agree? Well, well I'm just... first of all, it's not already. He's been there for a couple of years now. He lost to this team last year to lose out on the playoffs. And to start the, divi- to start the season 0-2 when you should have started at 2-0. Yeah. I mean, his last three games would be... Lose Two to losses, the Jags to lose, not make the playoffs. Tie, tie against the, the Texans Houston's. six months later, and then lose again to the Jags. You'd be zero and three against the Texans and the or excuse me, you'd be zero two and one against the Jags and the Texans in your past three games. This is his fifth year with the team, Tom, and you're Ugh. telling me in the last three games of his co- coaching career, lose to the Jags, tie with the Houston Texans, and then lose to the Jags again, and he's not. Why? why what's what's the point of keeping around in year five if he's gonna? Have that stretch, right? No, I think he should definitely be on the hot seat. Uh, I agree with you. If the Colts there. miss the playoffs, he's gone on Black Monday, right? Yes. I'm surprised he wasn't on a hotter seat last year. Well, I did. Uh, so I, I, I remember hearing uh, around uh, that time in this past off season that the day after that Jaguars lost, um, j- sorry, Jaguars lost. Um, Jim Ursay called Frank Reich into his office and just absolutely reamed him out. So I think the seat is hot, and Frank Reich knows it. But I guess Ursay was like, you got one more shot. You got one more shot at this. Go get Matt Ryan, and you better make the playoffs. Uh-huh. I don't think they're going to. Uh, wait, no, wait. I, they, I, I take they, that back. The South's, default, so, the South's so bad. Yeah. By default, the, they will. I just look at their team, just looking at their team, forget what division they're in. But that's, that's not a thing. playoff team. That's the thing, though. If they can't beat out the rest of this division, 100% Frank Reich has to go. 
Some other games of note on the schedule, Buccaneers and Saints at the 1 o'clock window. Big rivalry game there. The Saints have owned Thomas Brady pretty much since he came into the NFC South. So we'll see if that trend that can continue. That was a little different. That was with Drew Brees it was, on the team and Sean Payton. Last coaching. year, though, too. That was Sean Payton, but didn't they sweep the Buccaneers last year as well Did in the regular they? season? They won at least one of the games against uh, against Tampa Bay in the regular seasons last year. I know that for a fact, but... They swept them with Drew Brees and Drew Brees' last year and lost to the Buccaneers in the, the game that mattered, the playoff game. You're right. They 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 got swept last year. I'm telling you. By the Saints? They, what is that? They, they lost 27-36 in week 8 and then 9-0. <laughs> 9-0 nine to nothing. Nine to nothing in week 15. Dude, How I'm telling you, they just own the Buccaneers. So that's one to keep an eye on, uh, battling for first place the in Bucks, that division. And it's 17-game season last year. Went thirteen and four. Twice and lost to the Saints. Two of those losses came against half their losses came to their arch the rival New Orleans. And the other two, uh, so the Rams, it's a good loss to have as their third. The uh, the fourth loss against Washington. Oh, I don't remember that game at all. That stuff happens though. It's the NFL. I think that was the revenge game, right? Because the oh, the Henneke revenge Bucks game. In, the Bucks went into Washington and beat, <coughs> excuse me, Washington that year on the, on the way to winning the Super Bowl. But yeah, Rams and Falcons, meh. Rams should take care of business there. Seattle against the 49ers. Seattle trying to hold on to that grip of first place this? in the yeah, NFC West. The only one and only team one in that division. Team. Uh, the Texans go to Denver. Do you De- think they get that win? I, I'll tell you in our triple play. Okay. Texans and Broncos. Uh, Texans are a better team this year than they were last year, but I bet the Broncos get off the schneid and win a game at home. It's Again, this is another game that... The team that lost should not have lost. What? Yes. what I've, I, I'm blanking. They fumbled on his twice name. on the goal line. Well, yeah, but I'm blanking on the the coach's name. Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett's, I don't think he can hack it in this league. Yeah. Hackett's decision not to put the ball in Russ's hands on fourth down. Oh, he's an idiot. To kick a 64 yard field goal. Oh, he's an idiot. And then afterwards, he's like, "Yeah, I probably should have gone for it." No bleep. No duh. Raiders, Cardinals. I think the Raiders beat the Cardinals by two touchdowns in this game. Wow. I think the Those... Cardinals are going to flounder a bit this year without DeAndre Hopkins. They were terrible without him last year when he went down. Right. I mean, it's only the first six games compared to the first, what, 11 games for Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Right. And it's a receiver, not a, not a quarterback. But there's something about his impact when he leaves the game. Yeah, that's true. It. I mean, the Cardinals still put up, what, 23 touchdowns last week, but it wasn't, I mean... Usually the Cardinals, when they start off really hot in the early part of the season, they're putting up like 40 points like yeah, the Chiefs right. did against them. And they just got slaughtered against Kansas City in their own place last week. Sunday well, night I don't think, football. I don't think Arizona is much of a home field. Did you just interrupt me in the middle of singing? <laughs> Sunday night football on Packers, Bears, one of the most historic rivalries in it all is. football. Bears are 1-0. The- Packers are 0-1. Packers are going to demolish the Bears in this yeah, game. This is like a 45-10 like kind of win. It's Rodgers' house. He owns the Bears. I mean, he literally yelled at them last I year. Own I own you. So it'll be a Rodgers get-right game for the Green Bay Packers. And then doubleheader on Monday night, Titans-Bills, Vikings, and Eagles. That Vikings-Eagles game. That's a very important game for both for of those both teams, teams yes. because they're both looking to be division winners this year. So Absolutely. you could be looking at the three versus four seed. This could be the determinant for a tiebreaker. All right, let's get to our picks for the game of the week. I'm going to stick in that 1 o'clock window. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers and the Saints. I think that wow. with the Saints owning the Buccaneers like they have, 
I'm going to be glued to that TV to see, well, I mean, I'm going to be watching the Steeler game, but I'm going to be glued to my phone in the box score of that <laughs> game to see if the Saints are truly the Buccaneers' daddy or if the Buccaneers are going to be able to buck that. Uh, no I'm going to go with the Monday night game. I, I mean, Which one? Oh, sorry, the, the Vikings-Eagles. Yeah, that's such a big matchup. And I think it should be a really good game. I think it will be, too. I High think it's scoring? Be, I don't know. They both have decent defenses, don't they? Yes. So maybe, like... Are the Vikings better than the Eagles? A close, like, like 31-24 is a high-scoring enough game for me to be, like, that was really entertaining all the way through. All right, let's get to our triple play picks of the week. Let's recap last week. I am 2-1. I picked the Bears to cover, and I picked the Vikings to cover. They both did. I lost on the Panthers pick them when they lost to the Browns. You went 1-2. and two. You yep. won on the Ravens, giving six and a half points to the Jets. They demolished them. You lost on the Cardinals, plus six. They got crushed. And then that was a tough pill to swallow for you on Monday Night Football last week with the Broncos minus six and a half. Thirty different times they could have gone up by a touchdown <laughs> yeah. in that game. At least a touchdown. That's all. You could have won by a touchdown. You could have done it a billion times. You never did. And you never did. So you are one and two. I am two and one. I will fire the opening salvo since I won last week. I have a feeling I know where you're going to go with this one. Not in this one. You know where one of my picks is going to be. But I'm taking the Commanders Ooh. minus one and a half, or excuse me, plus one and a half against Over the Detroit the Lions? Lions. Yes. This is the first time the Lions have been favored in a non-Thanksgiving game, I think, in like 35 no matchups. Way. Yeah, they have not been the favorite in a long time. So Lions are the favorite, one-and-a-half point favorite. I'm taking the points as minuscule as they are because I just think the Commanders are going to beat the Lions straight up. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to start here. Patriots are favored, minus two. I'm going Steelers yeah. plus two. Yep, 100%, that's a great lock. All day long. I, I mean— it's it's not it's it's not the Steelers are minus two here and I I take the Steelers to cover. I just don't know how people could say the Patriots. Are I take the Steelers if game. it was minus two Steelers too. Either yeah, way, for sure. I think they win by a touchdown. For sure. I don't I don't get how. That's what the, the point I was trying to make yeah. is. How is it that New England is favored in this game? I don't know. Part of me said, is it the lot effect? But Matt Williamson pointed out to me last night. The lines for these games come out a couple weeks in advance. Even when Walt was healthy, the Patriots were one and a half. Yeah, point the, the the line has gone up. I know it, it was at one and a half going. I think after Sunday, now, it's now gone up to two. Now remember, it's designed to get people to bet on both sides of the coin so that right. the house always wins. Right. So maybe there's a lot of people coming in on the Patriots because of the Watt news. So you bump it up a little bit more and sucker people into betting on the Steelers. Some, but that's my, my first one. I got. Steelers plus two. This is where I think you knew where I was going. My second no, pick. No, I figured you were going to go with the Steelers and Patriots. That's oh, why I'm glad okay. I got it. No, it's good for you. I'm going with the Saints plus two and a half because I think the Saints are going to win outright oh. at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> so I'll take the Saints plus two and a half at home. Give me a home dog in the Superdome. And I'm I'm riding Jameis. I'm going to eat that W. Alright, for my second pick, I'm gonna go with uh I'm betting with them again. I I I I correctly bet on them to cover last week. I'll do it again. The Ravens. The Ravens to cover three and a half points. Ooh. It's a tricky line. I could see them winning by a field by goal. By a field and goal. You're just pulling your hair out. No! No, I think the Ravens are once again gonna be just it's early. Lamar's healthy. He's gonna run a little bit on this team. I, I like the Ravens. At least by a touch, I guess, or at least two field goals, I'd say. I like making sexy, splashy picks against this team, apparently. I won against them with the Bears last week. 
Oh, I'm taking no. the Seahawks this week. No. On the way. road at Levi's Stadium in San Francisco. They're getting eight and a half points, so I can lose by a touchdown and I'm still golden. I'm taking the Seahawks plus eight and a half. Mm. That that I bet their defense keeps it close. So I, I think I learned my lesson last week by not going for big spreads. So I'm gonna go against one of your picks here. Mm. My last win. I'm going Tampa. Detroit. No, oh. Detroit minus one and a half. If Detroit can put up that many points on the Eagles and almost win that game, I I think they can beat the Commanders. Wow. Okay. So we're going, we're going head to head in that Washington Detroit game. I love to see that. Time for our Steelers prediction. Uh, you know, we both think the Steelers are going to win this game. We've said it all week. I think I have yet to see any expert in the Pittsburgh media say that the Patriots are going to win this game. It seems that the tide mm-hmm. is all on uh, the Steelers' favor. I'm going Steelers 20, Patriots 13. Steelers win by a touchdown in a low-scoring defensive game. I'll say Steelers 27, Patriots 10. I really hope the Steelers get 27 points. That would make us feel so good. I'm more confident in the Steelers with holding the Patriots to 10 than I am the Steelers getting to 27 on offense. But, but, is there another makeup pick six in in the books? I mean, that could easily help you get to 27. Just uh, wanted to point out too that I knew you were gonna do this. Last week I picked the Steelers <laughs> to win twenty three to twenty, and I think that's what the final score was. It was. So, but I also said twenty nineteen on the on the on the total boss, yeah. which is also true. Yeah, but wrong because you didn't get the score right. But, but we both picked the Steelers. I'm going two for two. When a lot They're gonna of people, win twenty to thirteen. When a lot of people didn't pick the Steelers last week, we both did. Nostra Thomas is gonna go two for two on you the love that on nickname, the Pittsburgh Steelers game yourself. pick. Yeah. 1 o'clock, kickoff, Acroshore Stadium, Billy, Missy, Wolf, Max, the whole crew getting you started for Steelers and Patriots. It's going to be a fun game for the season opener at Acroshore. He's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Opferman. Thanks, as always, for giving us a listen. And by the way, if you missed any of our show today, any of our segments— you can download full episodes of all of our SNR podcast shows like The Drive in the Locker Room, Steelers Blitz, this show, Steelers Standard, and many, many more. They're all available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. Kickoff at 1. We're back again next week recapping the fun week 2 action in the NFL and hopefully a Steelers victory over the Patriots. As always, we appreciate you listening, and this has been the Steelers Standard. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.